0: My people, how's it going? How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavan. This is the Talk Too Much Podcast where I help you go non fungible. This is episode number 42. And speaking of non fungible, this episode is dedicated to one thing and one thing only that is the first ever NFT real estate sale. Yes, it's not just R anymore. Y'all were talking a lot. Oh, it's just R. Oh, this, that, and the third. No, no. Not anymore. We're expanding. Yeah, so the first ever NFT real estate sale occurred uh, a week and a half after this episode aired. Um, The sale officially closed last week. Mr. Varun is uh, actually a really great guy. I actually got to know him very well through this interview, and I'm very happy I did this interview with him because, for me, this kind of showed me the possibilities of what the NFT industry really is we're talking about the most important transaction in your everyday human being's life human being's life is is a real estate transaction where do they live <laughs> where does this consciousness reside their home a real estate transaction and for nfts the non-fungible tokens uh, that everybody was skeptical of that everybody said oh this is a pyramid scheme a pan- a ponzi scheme a scam you know now they've made their way into real estate and there's We're gonna in this episode. You're gonna see the benefits of conducting real estate through NFTs rather than than the traditional way. What exactly blockchain-based technology can do for the real estate industry? It's absurd. Think of a world with no intermediaries, a world with limited banks, lawyers, brokers, a, a world where you control the transaction. That's kind of a sovereign real estate transaction. Think of it like that. Mr. Varun is a crypto broker. Uh, he's a real estate broker, but he's part of the Crypto Real Estate Alliance. And he works very closely um, and represents the company Proppy in uh, certain cases. Proppy is the company that uh, conducted the first ever real estate NFT transaction. Um, Proppy is an automated platform in a way where two parties can log on and conduct the entire transaction on Proppy's pl- uh, platform. This kind of removes the extra stress of all other uh, third parties because the third parties, while well, they're included currently, they're included on the platform. So everything is organized in one place. Nothing, you know, you have control over all the information as the buyer, the seller. You get to keep track of this transaction very closely. And this level of information. This level of, of enlightenment in these transactions was not possible before. Usually your broker, or your agent has certain information you need during the transaction. Proppy gives you the ability to have all of this at your disposal. Mr. Varun is also a really great guy, as I mentioned earlier. Great energy and just extremely knowledgeable. And for all you real estate agents out there, we're going to speak some truth right now. You know, Growing up in Vegas, there's a lot of people that want into real estate. Um, personally, my opinion is it's a saturated market. Um, that was what, that was just my opinion. I like doing one of one things. Uh, Scarcity is important to me, but there's no denying the money that can be made in real estate. And in terms of scarcity, applying, integrating NFTs into real estate now makes that position a lot more scarce. It's more unique. If I'm a real estate agent, I'm watching this episode. I'm listening to Mr. Varun and I'm seeing what can I do? to integrate NFTs into my real estate business because it will separate you. It will make you stand out from your competitors. So um, this episode is for you guys. I really hope you take this in. There's a lot to learn here. Um, I love you all. Let's get into the episode, right? Peace. And um, just so I know for the marketing, your official role is, uh, I'm an advisor to. Go ahead. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. What was? Oh no. So I I do. uh, I'm an advisor to Propy, and I'm a part of their um, real estate crypto alliance, the Crypto Real Estate Alliance. Um, So that's my affiliation with Propy. I deal with them uh, um, every other day. I'm talking with Natalia, working on on that side of things. And I'm a uh, DeFi. Well, I'm a DeFi and NFT advisor, but I'm also CEO of a crypto. NFT startup company as well, um, coming soon, probably in the next month.
0: Okay, um, so we're going to get this started. I did, I did see that, and I would like to ask you about that as well. Um, I'm very excited to talk. I'm very excited to talk to you. We're going to start this off. How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavan. Welcome to the Talk Too Much podcast. This week is a very special week because I don't know. I know a lot of people saw the headlines, but last week or the week before, I believe, uh, the first ever uh, real estate transaction was conducted as an NFT, correct?
1: Uh, it hasn't been conducted yet. The, the auction, auction is placed oh. tomorrow. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be an auction, but basically it's a real estate-backed NFT for a property in uh, Ukraine.
0: So it's a real estate backed NFT for a property in Ukraine, as you just said. And what I really want to do in this interview is go through this transaction, um, go through the specifics of it and what it entails. And then I really want to um, outline for my audience why NFTs and blockchain technology are game-changing for the uh, real estate industry. Um, I want to go through all of those facets. So I'm going to start off by giving you the floor before we get into the real estate transaction. If you could please give my audience, uh, I know you just said it, but a quick background on yourself, who you are, and how you got into this industry in the first place.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for having me on. So my name is Brun Bajaj. Uh, By profession, I'm a real estate attorney, so I've been an attorney for many, many years. But I've been in crypto for a long time as well. bought my first Bitcoin actually in 2013 um, at the peak. So I uh, definitely experienced uh, a init- uh, huge crash right uh, right after I bought. But I fell down the rabbit hole and I just started to love cryptocurrency. And I wanted to intertwine both of my passions, which is real estate and uh, crypto. And so, you know, after a few years, I've gotten introduced to the team at, at Proppy and natalia and everyone else and i just knew that they were leaders in their space and what they're trying to do um and so i've been working with them for a while and now it's really exciting to see kind of you know this whole nft concept in the real estate sector and what it means actually not only for you know crypto enthusiasts like myself but also real estate professionals may not have any knowledge about crypto and what it means to them And it's very exciting
0: so before we get into that, because I love what you kind of segued into, but before we get into that, can you please let my audience know exactly what Propy is?
1: Yeah, so Propy is, what Propy is, is their goal is, is creating a platform to eventually automate all real estate transactions. The end goal is to do a peer-to-peer real estate transaction, right? So they have created an automated transaction management software platform that uh, enables people from all, all the parties in a real estate transaction to come on to their platform to conduct the real estate uh, sale. So they've created the management transaction platform. Um, and yeah, they are now focusing on intertwining blockchain technology into the real estate industry that is very antiquated and needs so immense disruption.
0: So how is, if you could answer this real quickly, how is dealing with, uh, how is conducting a transaction through Propy's automated service uh, different from just going through your normal broker on Zillow or anything like that?
1: Well, what it comes down to is coming down to the whole matter of trust and transparency, right? That's what blockchain technology is all about, creating transparency. So in a typical real estate sale, you are, say you're the home buyer you are literally relying on intermediaries to conduct what you think that they're going to do. You're putting your trust into other people. You have no idea what's going on. You have no idea if the money was sent. You have no idea if the escrow is holding anything and what they do. And basically that's the whole thing with the uh, transaction management platform In real time. You can see what's going on, who has, what documents, what has been received. And that's power. That's what blockchain is all about. Like, That's why people like myself, yourself, love crypto, because I can see and verify that the person is doing what they say they do. They have my money, they have everything. And now it's a place where I can see all that and all the parties can come together um, and in one platform. And that is, that gives a lot of faith in the transaction process and it can speed up things too, right? So not only getting more trust and more transparency, but also a faster transaction. Is what they do that is not found in typical film.
0: So, and I think the number one important thing that I caught on there is you said no intermediaries, and that really is the the concept. That's what I kind of got got out of the co- combination of real estate and the NFT slash blockchain industry. Is you remove all these intermediaries, and for my audience, what I mean by intermediaries is banks, lawyers, things like that. And I wanted to ask you actually. Um, What do you think about this of removing intermediaries? Now, you did run through a couple of pros. It is a faster transaction. Um, You don't have to deal with lawyers or brokers or, you know, even banks per se. But I actually wanted to touch on that. What does that no intermediary specification mean? Because don't we still need banks to some degree for the real estate transaction? Or how would that work?
1: Yeah, well, when I, when I mentioned that, I don't mean to say right now that there's no intermediaries because there's always going to be intermediaries in a process, and a transaction. Currently, the end goal is completely peer-to-peer, but we're far ways away from that. But intermediaries, though, I don't want people to think, oh, real estate brokers are going to lose their job because of property or uh, you know title insurance. No, these are still roles that need to be done because we still have that human element But now with their current software, it allows these intermediaries to join the platform to provide the transparency and trust for the home buyer, the home seller. So there's still a role for them. And what I stress to a lot of real estate professionals is this is kind of how the world's going. This is my opinion. Blockchain is obviously here to stay. I'm a huge blockchain guy. This technology is not going anywhere. So for an intermediary, it's kind of like learn about it, learn, adapt, or get left behind, right? So there's always going to be a need, but those that fail to to acquire the knowledge, they're going to be left behind. And this is is the ability for somebody to really make a name for themselves in the real estate industry. Um, And so I don't, yeah, I have to stress it enough that intermediaries still have a role in real estate and uh, they don't need to be scared that it's going to go away. I just stress that you please learn about this technology and what it's capable of and be a pioneer instead of someone who comes late to the party.
0: And there's a lot to touch on there. I do want to save um, what you just said about the no inter inter there are still roles for intermediaries. I'm going to save that for the back end because I want to talk about where we will end up five, 10 years from now. But I want to touch on what you just said just now, because I think you you just said what I was what I've been thinking. And, you know, when I was marketing this episode on my Instagram, on on Twitter, there were certain realtors that, you know, peers that I went to college with that I was like, man, I hope they see this because what you just said is so key. You know, everything in life, there's always like, I look at it as parking spots in any industry. And I do believe first mover advantage is a real thing. And for what you just said kind of ties into that because there's a lot, the real estate industry now, especially in Las Vegas, is kind of um, saturated. A lot of people want to, you know, be a realtor in, in Las Vegas. And I said this to a couple of my realtor friends, find a way to separate yourself, find a way to stand out. I think that's what everybody should start doing. And what you just said that you need to learn this blockchain technology or you will be left behind. I think that's key. I think that is true. And not only that, though, if they don't learn this blockchain technology, other realtors will. And those realtors. Just like, you know, I saw this, the, the news, it was a news headline about the auction for the apartment in Ukraine as the first ever NFT sale. And I instantly reached out. There's going to be people, more realtors that, you know, start to participate in these type of things. And they will, you know, be able to make a name for themselves, like you just said. I want to touch on, on on that part right there really quickly. Do you believe uh, for any advice for any young realtors out there? Do you believe that there is a way to make a name for yourself if you're just a realtor with no blockchain knowledge? Do you believe that learning this blockchain space can help elevate your real estate career?
1: I don't think the word is can. I think it, it definitely will. So for instance, everything you said is completely spot on, without a doubt. And the real estate profession, especially brokers and agents, it is saturated, right? And it is a tough competition, tough game. I am a broker by profession, but I don't I don't sell homes or do anything of that nature anymore. I'm fully on crypto and advising and my NFT thing. But if I was a real estate agent, I've been stressing this actually for many, many years. My really good friend is a lady named Piper Moretti, and she's a real estate agent out in Southern California. And she's conducted, you know, five Bitcoin transactions. I think she was one of the first in California to do the Bitcoin deal. But she separated herself by being a leader in the crypto world. And her business has really boomed because of that. People seek her advice, her expertise. My advice is to a new person is simply learn about this because if there's so very little people who understand uh, cryptocurrency, that as a real estate professional, if you are that person, you will be that go-to agent in your local city. Because one thing people have to understand is cryptocurrency investors like myself, you know, this is a, almost a $2 trillion asset class, right? It's not something small. And we're in the midst of a bull run. People are going to diversify into real estate because that's one of the best assets known to man. Now, people like myself, if we need to buy a real estate property, who are we going to go to? Are we going to go down, down the street to a random individual who has nothing to offer us, doesn't understand us cryptocurrency, what's Bitcoin? I'll tell you a resounding no. You know who I'm going to go to? The person who speaks my language. The person who understands what crypto is. Who shares that belief. I gladly want to reach out to that person. And there is very little people in real estate that understand that. So this is your time to really separate yourself. Forget about adapting. This is the time to become a leader. And we just did a conference in Miami. And it was amazing. There's like a good turnout, about 200 people who are all interested in real estate and blockchain. And just to see that energy, that passion, I guarantee you, I would have shown them realtor in that room, how they showed up. And so I really hope your audience listens to this and, and takes the lead on it.
0: And before you just mentioned uh, Miami, I actually want to touch on that a quick panel you just said. So it was a panel about blockchain and real estate specifically, like that you probably threw up.
1: No, it wasn't through property. So the company um, was through my good friends, Piper Moretti and Susie True. there. Oh. From the Crypto Realty Group, sponsored by eXp. probably did show up though. Um, so Natalia did. Oh, sorry, makes sense. Natalia did. Um, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, Natalia did show up and she spoke. Um, you know, there was a few panelists. Myself was all uh, on there as well, and it was just a great turnout. It was the day before the start of the Bitcoin conference, um, so everyone in there had an interest in, in crypto and real estate, and just to see the energy and the passion blew me away, actually, especially once the event was done. It was about a three-hour event and most people stayed. And after the event was done, just people in the real estate world understanding, trying to ask questions. It was a beautiful thing to see, a lot of excitement. And that just shows me that my thesis is right, that crypto and real estate is going to be the merging of you know two technologically or a technological advancement that mankind has never seen into a completely antiquated industry. That merging is happening. And um, people who aren't aware of what's going on need to become aware because this is where the direction is heading.
0: All right, then let's talk about this merge then. Because you're right. I, I do believe that you know it's inevitable too. These are the two most prominent investment assets you can make in our, in our time right now is real estate and crypto, in my opinion. And, and let's really talk about this. Hypothetically, give me a landscape that you see of our society five to 10 years from now. I just said earlier that you know, banks aren't going to play a role. Do you believe that that's going to be told true five to 10 years from now? Or maybe even later on in the future, oh. but like those intermediaries?
1: Oh, well, I'll tell you right now, banks, um, you know, are a dying breed. Uh, I'll tell you that right now. Um, I have so many horror stories with the banks. I'm currently going through one right now. I won't say the name of the bank, but uh, I want to try to wire money to my NFT clients. And these are high profile clients. I can't because whatever reasons, I'm relying on them to send my hard-earned money to whoever I want and they won't let me because of whatever restrictions or they don't know who is going on or what's going on or their delays. It's ridiculous. And that's why cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, once you become and you fall down that rabbit hole, you can send your money to who you want, when you want, whatever you want. That's power. That's freedom. That's, that is the future. So I don't see a role. Well, I mean, listen, I think things will take some time. But if you're in the banking industry, I highly suggest you you start learning about crypto and and getting into that side of things because, you know, with the whole, uh, you know, decentralized finance, uh, the emergence of DeFi, NFTs, DeFi in particular is one that I'm very, very excited about. It, why would I want to use a bank that gets, you know, I have to pay money to put my hard earned money or maybe make 0.001% when I can now use, you know, trust platforms such as, Oh, they are just one of those big platforms and get eight to 10% and now have my money work for me the way I want, withdraw when I want. So yeah, I, I mean, five to 10 years, I 100% see that world happening um, without a doubt.
0: But can we, so for example, if banks were to be removed, like right now, if someone wanted a loan, you know, they would check their credit. And that's really what I want to touch mm-hmm. on. Like do you think like credit score you know your leverage against the american economy what your bank you know what the bank deems as your value in our economy do you think um that will still play a part 10 years from now if there are no banks involved how uh, how will credit like credit scores be used in nft real estate transactions for example
1: well well right now you're see the emergence of asset-backed loans right so crypto asset-backed loans specifically there's companies out there that you can now deposit your crypto and so something like even like Celsius or like uh, Ave type of those type of platforms where you can deposit your crypto and you can get money back. So asset-backed crypto loans are actually a game changer in the NFT space once it catches on because one of the drawbacks of using cryptocurrency for real estate is the capital uh, gain situation, the tax situation, right? In theory, if I'm going to use my hard earned crypto to buy a house, I'm going to be taxed on the, not only on on the house itself, but me using my cryptocurrency, the capital gains from when I acquired Bitcoin, say I acquired Bitcoin at, I don't know, like 3,400 in March after the flash crash, right? That's when I bought my Bitcoin. And then I decided to sell it today for what is it, like $36,000. I have to pay, you know, over a year of capital gains tax, right? On that transaction. If I wanted to use that cryptocurrency on a real estate deal, it's Terrible, I get that. But asset-backed loans come in where I don't pay that tax. I deposit my crypto, my Bitcoin, and then depending on the you know the uh, LTV of whatever platform you're using, I can now withdraw money against that and use that money to buy real estate. That's a game changer because I'm not paying that capital gains appreciation. And so you're starting to see that. And so with banks going on, you know, there's if the banks aren't around, that's what DeFi is coming into play. You're going to still be able to borrow money. It just might not be at your traditional branch store down the street of wherever you are. It's actually now going to be on a decentralized platform on the internet. That's all that changes. And once you start seeing the speed, the utility, and the trust, you won't go back. You just won't. But it just takes some time for the, the masses to catch, catch on. And DeFi in particular, no one's really caught on except you know, those in the trenches like myself.
0: So let's let's assume we're in this hypothetical situation. How would someone? How would we prevent someone from taking advantage of this situation? So how would we deem as someone like? Does do you believe in this hypothetical? Everyone gets a loan because it is DeFi. So you know, everyone's into, it's a decentralized form of finance. Everyone's entitled to their you know own right. Do you believe it? How do people? How do we prevent people from taking advantage of the situation where there is no central figure? There are no banks. Stuff like that.
1: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's you know, it, it won't be a matter of your credit score. It's more along the lines of like collateral, right? I'm sure there's going to be platforms built where the credit score will matter in the sense, but you know, code is code. That's what blockchain's about. It's there's no, I don't need to trust anything. I trust the code. And if you have the collateral to put it up there, that's all that you need. Now, when it comes down to obviously utilizing your credit score, maybe you don't have the assets to get that loan. Yes, that is. Um, something that I'm not familiar or aware of that is based on a credit score, but as technology becomes rampant, use cases and new applications improve, and that is a natural evolution of things. So at the end of the day, banks aren't the only ones that are going to be able to utilize the credit score. You know, DeFi platforms will eventually do that as well. I can see it, and you know, at the end of the day, like I said, some people are like, "Oh, do you trust the DeFi platform? What if they?" You know, there's some code or bug in the system or, you know, those are valid things. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now that I'm more, I have more trust in these high-end DeFi platforms than I do a bank. And if they went under or there is a bank run, I, I don't have any faith that they'll give me back my money, FDIC insured or not, um, because it might take a long time. So uh, yeah, I just think platforms are going to exist. They currently do. And as the market matures, um, technology will as well.
0: And I totally agree with that just because you know the I'm being entrenched I'm sure you're well aware of this, but the most innovative, smartest you know most genuine people are working on this technology every day as opposed to the central figures that are you know pumping money and just want to hoard everything for themselves And I want to touch on the auction now because this is the part that a lot of people are interested in um, there is an auction for can you explain the details of the auction for this apartment in Ukraine and why you uh, decided to sell it as an NFT? Yeah, so like I said, to, 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 I don't.
1: I advise uh, yeah. Proppy with Proppy. I'm not actually part of their Air team. I do want Natalia and her, her team on a constant basis, especially in the real estate field and what they do. So Proppy decided to NFT this. It's a proof of concept, right? It hasn't been done in that sense. What they're doing is they're taking the uh, apartment that Michael Arrington um, purchased, I believe in 2017, and it was kind of a landmark deal. And they're, they're basically selling it as an NFT. So what does that mean, right? NFT is a non-fungible token. And why is this even important? Well, what they're doing is they're actually NFTing the, uh, the ownership of the property, which is in an LLC, right? So they're trying to figure out ways to do something that hasn't really been done before. So by doing it through the vehicle that it's owned as the LLC, the winner of the auction will actually own the LLC itself. However... The way that it works with the government is that allowed the government, It was kind of like their secret sauce, as you can say, because by transferring the ownership in the LLC, that is allowed through their government's regulations, right? So you can now then indefinitely trade that LLC forever on the secondary market. That's just a way of them, you know, figuring out, which is very novel. So what it occurs is, yeah, what occurs is, so the LLC is being auctioned off. So. If you buy it, you actually own the LLC and, there, and therefore you actually are the owner of the property. And I believe, you know, also some art's going to be in, included in well, as well. So that's cool, right? But what's really exciting isn't necessarily the sale of the, the property. It's what it means in, tor- in terms of unlocking capital in, in DeFi, right? So now say you have this collateral, as we're talking about collateral backlog, you have an NST, that it is now freely tradable all around the world. And you can now plug that into DeFi protocol and borrow against that and just play around with that. That unlocks potentially trillions of dollars in the capital.
0: Can can interrupt you really quick.
1: Can I interrupt, you
0: really, you, can I interrupt sure. you really quick just to ask you a quick question? What do you mean for my audience? So let's say use like you can use any DeFi platform as, as an example, but explain to my audience in a simple language. How you, you know, for example, put that uh, NFT up as collateral and uh, earn back money against that?
1: Yeah. So basically, in any of these DeFi platforms, um, there's all sorts of mechanisms that you can use to get collateral. One thing is, um, in the simplest form, you can yield form, right? That's a kind of a thing where you basically staking some sort of your crypto onto a platform that pays out interest. Every platform is different, I would say. You know it really got in the mainstream in summer of 2020 with yfi they kind of pioneered it in my opinion um and from there it started to become easier and easier and easier still a little bit you know not user-friendly but certain platforms are becoming more friendly so each protocol has their different rates and and whatnot so what you're doing is you're depositing some sort of crypto into that now with an nft theoretically i believe the next evolution is now us- utilizing nfts backed by something and staking that or putting that into these platforms to generate the yield, right? And I think that's where the next evolution of NFTs are going, not just in real estate, but like, you know, CryptoPunks are probably the most exciting NFT project out there. What if you can now take your CryptoPunks? I think there's rumblings that you can start doing that and put it into a DeFi platform, borrow against it from the value. And then, you know, you now have money to do whatever you want. And that's the same theory in real estate and obviously real estate by doing that, It's exciting because it's trillions of dollars of unlocked capital that can be unlocked.
0: And actually, I just wanted to let you know: two weeks, I'm interviewing the CEO or COO of Charged Particles. It's a the platform that actually introduced this concept to me that you can stake an NFT and earn crypto back on that. And actually, I wanted to ask you about this: if you have any knowledge on this, how would that work? So, you how do you stake an NFT? Like, wouldn't if you stake a token, wouldn't like the the foundation, the organization, the protocol you're staking the token to need to be using that token to give you money back. How would that work with an ERC-721, an NFT token?
1: I mean, in theory, that's what I'm saying I've never actually done it, but I would say it's the same thing. Obviously, the NFT itself is, you know, put on the platform and you're earning some sort of Reward Now, obviously the owners of that, you know, protocol have to use that NFT and have to figure out a way to monetize that in order to give you that yield, which I'm sure that company that you're talking about can talk about it more. I just, I've never done it, but I think it's a, it's an incredible concept. And that's why I know, you know, like Michael Arrington and Natalia and the team at Property are very excited about potentially not just selling the house as an NFT. I know that same pool and you can live in it, but I know for a fact what really excites them is the potential of utilizing that NFT. And now putting into different uh, DeFi platforms and seeing how, because not because that's very novel. And it honestly could represent a huge shift in the way real estate's done. And that's extremely exciting. And that's what excites me, to be honest with you.
0: And, you know, I'm just thinking, sitting here, thinking about it. Like, let's say we, you're, this sale goes through, right? Someone could really... Someone could make money. Like, let's say I rent out my apartment um, as an NFT to someone. So they're paying me monthly money uh, off that. And then I could also stake that NFT. Well, I wouldn't have it, but someone could really stake the NFT, earn money, and somehow earn money off rent. So there's just multiple ways of making money and, you know, changing the game, just like you said, with this. But I wanted to talk more about uh, the currencies that are involved in this. Can we? Do you think there's going to be a day? And I know this ties into full adoption, but do you think there's going to be a day where we can use any crypto? Can you? Is it now? Can you use any cryptocurrency to facilitate these uh, real estate transactions?
1: No, you can't just do that. Um, I think a lot of it also come, comes down to liquidity. So all these real estate transactions need the most liquid type of coin, especially. I mean, in theory, I'm not necessarily sure what. So the platform that's going to take the sale the sale of this NFT—is occurring on SeenHouse and the people I've seen, I think it's just Ethereum bids. I could be wrong, um, but Ethereum is probably the easiest one, right? Because it's an ERC-20 base and it's very liquid, right? And so I would say USDC or Ethereum are the two best that any NFT platform will do. Not even Bitcoin, though, see Bitcoin uh, isn't even on that network unless you wrap it, but... You needed the most liquidity for these sales. Do I see a world where any crypto um, can purchase these properties? I think the top 15, 20, sure. Why not? XRP, Cardano. It doesn't really matter. But If the seller and buyer both agree to pay for it, and the buyer and the seller is willing to accept it. Like for instance, if I had a property out there and someone wanted to pay me in Chainlink. I love Chainlink. I'll gladly accept it. So it really just comes down <laughs> to what buyer and the sellers want
0: and the liquidity so i actually you said something very interesting that i'm that's got my brain thinking how would okay so we you hear you know everybody in crypto you know when you start your crypto journey you start off through the bitcoin doors naturally but and i'm still you know i'm a uh, obviously you know i'm more of an ethereum but i still you know i'm for everybody i'm for every currency i see bitcoin um you know leading the charge towards full adoption right now i wanted to ask you this though if we're u- utilizing ERC-721 tokens, right, NFTs, to conduct these real estate deals, will there? How will we ever use Bitcoin to con- facilitate real estate transactions? Because the number one argument, you know, a lot of Bitcoin maximal- maximalists make, which, by the way, I'm not against them, but they, this is just out of curiosity, is that you know Bitcoin will be the global reserve currency, and you know a lot of things will be denominated in Bitcoin. Do you believe there's ever going to be a way that real estate transactions can be facilitated in Bitcoin like Ethereum?
1: I mean, I think the only way, and I'm not a Bitcoin maximalist whatsoever, and I, I respect everyone's beliefs, but um, I don't... If Bitcoin is going to... Not to get too technical with the block size and stuff, like it has to go... The only way, in my opinion, it's ever going to go is if it's like wrap Bitcoin type deals, which is on an Ethereum-based network. Um, otherwise, I don't necessarily see Bitcoin and NFTs going hand in hand, but I do know, like I said, wrap Bitcoin is and the ability to, you know, put that on the ERC-20 type standard and, and put into DeFi and whatnot. But as far as Bitcoin itself, um, I just don't think that the technology will work for them to um, have the same abilities as like an Ethereum or something with bigger, bigger blocks, really. Um, but yeah, uh, but again, Bitcoin can easily be, it's very liquid, right? So if you ever, if NFTs are only going to be the ERC 721 standard is only going to be on Ethereum or some other um, blockchain solutions such as, um, you know, Cardano or anything, you can always sell that Bitcoin to facilitate that as well. So you don't necessarily need Bitcoin to buy it, if that makes sense.
0: Okay, I get that. And now I want to segue back to this auction really quickly. Um, so how does this work? So, when it starts, because does it start later today or it starts tomorrow, right?
1: Tomorrow, yeah. It's going to be 24 hours, a little less than 24
0: hours. So, how does it work? Is it like any auction on Foundation or any other NFT platform? How does this NFT auction work? Yeah.
1: So, right now, the auction is going to take place on uh, Scene House. So, if you go to Scene, um, I believe uh, they're maybe Scene.io. The people at Scene teamed up with Propy. To do the um, to the auction and what it is is starting bid is twenty thousand um, dollars. I believe it's denominated in the in ETH, and when the auction goes live, people can place their bids. Um, I think uh, it's just like a typical auction. I believe it's a twenty-four hour auction. I could be wrong. I have to double check. I believe that's the case. And after the final once it once it's done, whoever has the highest bid will get that NFT, which represents the ownership in the um, entity, which is the LLC. And basically you are now the owner of that um, apartment in Ukraine. And obviously you have to, in order to participate in the auction, you do have to KYC and provide your real information. And um, the hope is of course, that owner decides to now utilize the DeFi, and the DeFi platform. If you want to live in it, you're, you absolutely can. Um, there's some documents that you have, there's some QR codes that you have to, fill out. And I think uh, if you want to live in it and you have the keys, there'll be some sort of key transfer, um, that the people have probably will uh, utilize for you.
0: But, and and I want to, I noticed something there that caught my attention. If, if everything is denominated in ETH, this is something, an interesting concept now, because now there's another, uh, kind of dynamic introduced to the sale. If as the buyer, you know, the price of ETH is skyrocketing. So when you guys are, you know, when you guys kind of determine the price of an apartment, um, how is that determined? Because the price of ETH is, ETH is skyrocketing. So do you determine it, denominate it in dollars or Ethereum? Because if the price of Ethereum, hypothetically, were to, you know, shoot to the moon, wouldn't like the original, wouldn't you be like overpaying by a lot uh, originally?
1: Yeah, in real estate you have, if you're going to deal with any crypto real estate transaction, you have to denominate in fiat and the equivalent amount of the um, crypto at the time. Because you're right, crypto is very volatile. So. so. Forget about this auction in general. Say you're a real estate professional. You deal with a client who wants uh, Ethereum and wants to buy a house um, and the seller is willing to accept it. You need to denominate the sale in fiat. And then upon closing, that equivalent amount of crypto is going to be the one that's accepted because, you know, you can buy Ethereum. You can say, oh, it's going to be 10 Ethereum the house. What is that like $28,000? And then lo and behold, uh, two months later, Ethereum is at... Eight thousand dollars, you know. Now it's what eight? is now you're gonna have to pay eighty thousand. That's of course not not feasible, right? So yeah, definitely denominate in, in fiat with the equivalent amount of crypto.
0: What about from the seller's perspective? So from the opposite perspective, if I sell it and I receive uh, three Ethereum, let's just or ten Ethereum, mm-hmm. right? If if the price of Ethereum skyrockets and I decide to sell this, uh, oh, wait, that wouldn't work, right? Because I, I don't have the NFT if I sell it, right? I, the, yeah, they, uh, well, so
1: if in this in this nf yeah, in this NFT, uh, well, no, if I'm the seller, I say I, I bought this property in Ukraine. I now own it, um and I'm free to do whatever I want. And I want to resell the NFT, which yes. gives you the right to the um, LLC and the ownership. Yeah, I mean, I'm free to do whatever I would want. It doesn't really matter in the sense of like, again, you, in order to facilitate the deal, you need to denominate in in fiat, really. I mean, the the amount that you're willing to accept because the vice versa, think about it from the seller's perspective. Say you want to now resell that for $50,000, right? And so what is that? Like 20, a little over 20 Ethereum or something. Yeah. Okay. So say, and that's what you want. The price of these tanks, 500 bucks or whatever, a thousand dollars. Uh, um, if you're denominating in Ethereum, well, guess what? Like you just lost a lot of money, right? I mean, your 25 Ethereum is now worth 25 hundred or you know 25,000. You just like so you need to you need to denominate it in the fiat that you want to accept because you want 50,000 regardless of the crypto is going to go up or down. And so in that situation, if Ethereum went down, you're instead of getting 25 ETH for yourself, you'll be getting closer to 50 to, you know, kind of uh, get you the price that you wanted. So uh, my advice 100% is to denominate in fiat at this moment um, and and acquire the crypto at the conversion rate at the time of the sell.
0: And, okay, so what if, and last last one on this, I completely agree with that. My only question was, if I wanted to resell, basically, um, I would have to resell for less ETH. Because if hypothetically, if the price of Ethereum goes up, I would have to resell for less ETH.
1: So in your hypothetical situation, if the price of ETH goes up, sure, uh, you're, yeah, so the opposite t- takeaway is you would get less ETH, but now ETH has an underlying asset for
0: more. Money, more money, dollars.
1: So your net gain, so you're, yeah, and, and at that point, it's it's a win-win, right? You're still getting the amount that you wanted, however, it's less ETH, but it takes away the risk. Right? I mean, if you, you have to always uh, be careful for the downside. You know, there's it's a volatile asset, um, I'm not saying you can't do it. You could say, hey, I just want Ethereum and Lyfton do the Ethereum sale. But then, like I said, that takes into account you're risking that to the downside. You won't be compensated um, because you can always take your fiat money that you get from the sale. US, I wouldn't say fiat, USDC, um, and then buy ETH at that time. So.
0: And I wanted to, uh, last thing I want to touch on is there's, in my belief, I believe that, you know, we're very, very early. Um, I do think Ethereum is going to take uh, control, but I do believe 10, 20 years from now, we will be living in a multi-chain society. Um, I do believe Ethereum will always be dominant just because it's laid its planet, its flag so strong. But I also believe that it's foolish to say there won't be another chain that makes an impact at some point in the future. And I wanted to ask your opinion on this. Do you believe that real estate transactions will uh, go multi-chain? Or do you believe that they will be strictly uh, sticking strictly to Ethereum as time goes on? Oh, no, definitely
1: not. I believe in cross-chain. I believe in interoperability. Well, first of all, I believe in interoperability, but I also believe in a world where multiple chains exist. Um, look at Pepsi, look at Coca-Cola. It's not a winner-take-all type thing, right? Obviously, Ethereum has proven itself to be the, um, the biggest blockchain, the most secure, the biggest network effect not going anywhere but there is a place for multiple chains to exist because at the end of the day you know cardano polygon really doesn't matter they offer different things that ethereum can't do maybe some people prefer you know not speed but less cost right granted though you know i do see the majority of things happening on ethereum um especially if ethereum 2.0 goes off as i believe it should everybody's the gas fees and if it does, I mean, I I like I said, I personally want to go to the most, you know, utilized and trusted network out there. But I'm not saying, you know, I, I believe every ecosystem will find its niche of people who want to use it. Um, but yeah, I, I do think each area doesn't have clear clear front run, front lead, I guess you could say. To
0: and, I, I I was more interested too in that just because you know Solana is a blockchain. I've been very interested just because Sam Bankman Fried is behind it. And so I'm I'm thinking, yeah. you know, this guy has a flawless record. So, you know, five, 10 years from now, this could be a prominent protocol. Oh. And I, I want to leave you with this, you know, for my audience, I thought I think what you've given me so far was outstanding. Um, it was extremely valuable, especially the parts. Where you were talking about how to separate yourself, because in Las Vegas, real estate is a very prominent industry, and I think that's the most. I see everybody just diving into it, and in my head, I'm like, people are selling these young kids on the money and money, but they're not going to get it if they don't separate themselves, you know, through their skill set, their marketing. I wanted to ask you if you could give me, you know, your prediction for the future of uh, property and uh, for NFTs in real estate over the next year. What would it be?
1: I think NFTs in real estate, it's just the beginning. It's just starting, the proof of concept is exciting. And I feel if this is a success, which I do believe it will be, it's going to not only revolutionize uh, the real estate purchasing aspect, it's gonna propel property to the top in my opinion, because they're the only ones in their sector focusing on this and basically innovating because real estate in general, is a very regulated industry, right? And so it's a hard barrier to enter. You have to deal with a lot of restrictions and regulations, but by being able to successfully conduct this of concept, I think probably is going to explode in a good way. And I think it's going to capture a lot of attention. And that's one of the things would be real estate alliance that I'm working on for them is to get agents, licensed agents in the United States aware of what property is doing and onboarding them because at the end of the day, when more people learn about property and what they're doing, I think they're going to get excited. They're naturally going to get excited with this whole NFT concept and the NFT concept. If this takes off, it's going to reshape the, the real estate industry as well, because just in theory, as simple terms as possible, you're now taking what's generally the most illiquid asset that you own, real estate, and you're making it liquid in ways never before. Because now I can buy and sell my NFT, which represents the ownership of this property, to anywhere, any around the world, at any time. That's powerful. Try doing that with your traditional house, physically located. So people all over the world are gonna be dating on a property in Ukraine, beautiful.
0: So I have a quick question on what you just said. Uh, Really out of curiosity, an agent could come work for property like they would for a broker?
1: No. So I think what Proppy do, they don't employ the brokers, but they give you, and again, there's other people who will be better equipped to answer that, but they do do certified courses in terms of uh, crypto certified uh, training. I guess I, I know Piper, my colleague Piper and Susie have been a part of that. So you can, real estate agents can learn about it and, and become certified. But what's more important to them is onboarding and utilizing the transaction management platform software for their own deals. Right. So if you have a deal and you're and you want to sell your, you know, you're representing a buyer um, or you're representing the seller, you can now take that deal and go and utilize their management pr- transaction management software system and basically be a part of that whole thing. All the parties of that deal will go onto their platform. So we're trying to encourage agents to utilize this software and then not only will educate them on the process but it educates them about blockchain technology and how, where the world is eventually heading, which is eventually peer to peer. And like I said, and I can't stress it enough, this is the way for you to separate yourself as an agent. Simple as that, what, we're, the world's turning digital. The younger generation is all digital. The older generation who's been in crypto is basically all digital. So this is how you separate yourself. And I can't stress that enough because if you don't do this, someone else will. And you're going to be kicking yourself that you had that opportunity.
0: I actually really love that. And, you know, that got me hyped up in a way. But I'm going to actually include that in the beginning of my video and make sure, you know, all my, my friends, all my realtor friends are aware of this and start looking into this. And I wanted to end off on this one question I promised I would ask about. I'm actually very curious. If you don't mind, uh, what are some, you know, what is your, you said you have a crypto startup, NFT startup platform or uh, something like yeah. that coming up. If you don't mind, can you share some details or do you want to keep it under wraps?
1: Um, I could just give you a basic introduction. I mean, our yeah. company is called The Hustle, and we're coming out in um, in about a month or so. And I believe it's going to uh, be a pretty interesting. Experiment, experiment. But NFT, basically, what we are is an NFT platform focusing on the music industry and empowering artists to.
0: So you cut out there. Can you
1: and repeat that? I think we're gonna a lot of excitement and what we're trying to do and how we're going to try to reshape the way the music industry kind of has been done. So I'm excited to see what we have on board are, uh, I I think going to be very vital to our success. And uh, I can't wait to share more uh, in the coming weeks.
0: Okay. So just, you know, that's, it's a platform. It's the hustle.
1: Yeah, it's called the hustle. It's a music based NFT platform coming out in about a month and basically empowering uh, artists to um, to act on their own terms, to monetize their fame, their content, and interact with their fans worldwide uh, like never before.
0: So number one, that, that gets me very excited um, just because I've been, you know, that's what Audius was advertised as, but Audius is more so a blockchain SoundCloud. I, I never, they're not really selling, and giving uh, artists the power to, as an NFT platform, but I'm actually beyond excited about that. Um, I'm very, very curious as to what this is going to be. I'm going to be following it. Um, and so to end the show, do you have a Twitter, Mr. Varun that, cause I'm going to be marketing mostly on Twitter. That's where I'm based off of, I think I followed you.
1: I do. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I do. Uh, it's, uh, uh I think, yeah, Barun, I'll send it to you. It's Varun Bajaj ESQ. My, uh, my avatar is a hash map. An NFT. I love my Hashmath. Mm-hmm. I should get a crypto pump, but I, um, I'm a little too cheap to buy one. But have you heard of a board? Have you, heard,
0: have you heard of a board apes?
1: I, I absolutely have. That's um, one that's I obviously. have not bought one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I I really fell in love with the uh, Hashmath community in February. It's so exciting. I think at one point I owned like 15 Hashmaths. It was it was fun. Um, and I just kind of like mine, even though it's not the most rare um it's like a uh like a puppet no actually mine's like a picasso type okay, cool. yeah so, follow me on twitter for embajagi sq
0: so uh, like buying these nfts like people really just don't understand it's not just art but just like you said it's access to a community like you're part of of a team kind of in a way right
1: absolutely nft at the end of the day and the nft is all about community right i know there's some when it became more mainstream people were like trying to get in on the cash grab they didn't understand that the nft world moves with the community you're part of like a culture you're part of like other like minds, share the similar mindset rooting for the same things it's amazing experience to be a part of it. that's why the hash community did well that's why the crypto did so well because you're around others who share that same mindset and that's what nfts are all about and so if anyone was ever interested in doing their own NFT, my advice to them would be make sure you have a community that stands behind it and believes in it. Otherwise you're not going to succeed. And that's actually the same for other artists out there. You know, you can be the most popular celebrity, but if you don't have people who believe that you want what's best for the industry and not just a money grab, you're going to fail straight up.
0: And I actually love that because you, you see a lot of artists in the community shilling their work, which I, you know, do, do you, but you kind of said it best is you have to offer a use case. You have to build, a, you know, a community and offer people value because that that was the main criticism on NFTs. And I also think that a lot of people that in the crypto industry also downplay NFTs because they're involved in another sector. But like, I think NFTs completely complements DeFi. Like, they're not against each other. I think NFTs yes. completely complement every part of, you know, the Ethereum ecosystem. But, um, you know, with that being said, Mr. Varun, I just wanted to say, you know, beyond grateful for you taking the time to do this interview with me.
1: I appreciate the time and it's been uh, a blast talking to you. And I got to say, your, your recollection of what's going on uh, every time I speak, I mean, that's impressive. Like yeah. You're able to like spit out things that I've been saying. Uh, like, you know, like if I say something and then you somehow recollect and you take away something right away and you delve on it for that, that's impressive. I, I honestly couldn't do that.
0: Thank you. I actually really appreciate that. Compliment. Uh, a
1: compliment to you. And Yeah. I think uh we broke up. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I was just listening I'm not broke up, but um you're saying something about you love the compliment.
0: No, I I was just saying I put a I put a lot of time like I actually rehearsed my mannerisms for these episodes my tone of voice. Like I in the mirror I was rehearsing like an hour before this episode. So like when someone compliments me on that, that actually means a lot to me because like that Honestly, like I graduated college last year, you know, and I'm really trying to build. I, I'm not like I know for a fact I'm dedicating my life to crypto and NFTs. There, it doesn't even make sense to you know look at another sector. So for me, I look at this phase as I'm kind of just building my you know digital portfolio to take to a protocol. So you know, compliments like that really mean a lot to me. So thank you so much.
1: Well, I w- I will say you know I'm I'm your I'm a new fan of yours honestly. So I am gonna be following you from now on. And I would love for you to follow me on Twitter and hopefully we, uh, we do more of these together and we we make some
0: memories on the DeFi NFT platform. Of course. Of course we can do it. I I always say this, like I want to have conversations with all my guests. So of course we're going to do it. Now that's out of the question. And I did follow you on Twitter, sir. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going (laughs) to let you go. I'm going to let you go because we're breaking out. I'm going to let you go, but, but I will, uh, this episode is going to be out next week. I'm gonna do I'm I apologize in advance. I market like three, four days of the week. So you're gonna see a lot of notifications in a row. So I apologize in advance.
1: Ah, no need to apologize. But it's been a pleasure, man. And thank you. Yes, sir, Mr.
0: Varun. I will keep in touch. Thank you so much. Be safe.